This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central, at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome. This is episode 43 of The Tailgate. Uh, this is where we uh, take our opportunity to discuss what is going on in the sporting world. For those that kind of don't know where we're at or just now tuning in and have listened to us in the past, we have split up the episodes in between Club Red, which is mostly our kind of tail, our, 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 our Texas Tech segment or Texas Tech sports college uh, related segment where we kind of have that separated. And then we have The Tailgate where we talk about the rest of the sporting world. Uh, and this week we had an awesome interview. If you get the chance and you're a fan of, of college sports, go tune into the go tune into Club Red. We had Jackson from uh, Ramblin' Raiders podcast come on, talk some sports with us. It was a ton of fun kicking it with him. We talked about his opinions and, and, and thoughts and views on the upcoming events for Texas Tech sports. So let's go ahead and kick off into this episode. But before we do, make sure if you're not already subscribe. Rate, review, five stars on iTunes, Spotify, all of that definitely helps us out. The more the more that you interact with us, the more that you help us out there, the more that we can bring you these episodes. And we love to do this for you guys. We really do. Uh, if you're not already, follow us on Twitter, at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. As far as our personal accounts go, Dustin, you can find him at DustinWimmer22. Brooks, you can find him at Calvin B. Barrett. Me, you can find me at Blanca, where the L is a one. And uh, if you haven't already, make sure you hit up our YouTube channel. That's where we post our shorts from our interviews and from our podcast episodes. And make sure you hit the subscribe button as well as the bell notification to be notified anytime a new video goes live. Lastly, if you have any sort of thoughts, questions, or anything like that that you want to send us or talk about on the show, make sure you email us at the email tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So let's go ahead and kick it off into the tailgate. We're going to talk some NFL talk. So, Dustin, or wait, Brooks, did you have something? Okay. Dustin's muted. Oh, Dustin is muted. That might help us a little bit. No, See, that, no. that, that, was that, that was that live unedited part I was talking about earlier. All right, Dustin, what is going on in the NFL right now? In my defense, I didn't try to say anything while muted. I appreciate you. <laughs> that, that, that's very, very professional. Thank you. But yeah, football's <laughs> back. Yes. Hall of Fame game. Yes. Thursday night. So if you're listening live tomorrow, football will be back. If you missed it, come Friday. Don't worry. We will not have another week without football until February. So it's a glorious time. Football is back. Hall of Fame game obviously features the Dallas Cowboys. So the hard knocks Dallas Cowboys, I guess I should say. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't look anything into this game. It's just a show for the Hall of Fame to get their Hall of Fame guys out there who are a great class this year. Calvin Johnson and Peyton Manning had that class. So really cool uh, spectacle for them, but good to see some football back on and oh, yeah. in action, except if you're an Indianapolis Colts fan. <laughs> um, they just have all kinds of apparently foot problems around the field and locker room. Yep. <laughs> um, the biggest one I think is Quentin Nelson's foot yeah. injury because obviously he's an all pro and future hall of famer at guard. And he has a foot injury as well. Darius Leonard, their all pro linebacker has a foot injury. And then of course they're newly acquired, uh, quarterback Carson Wentz yep. is out with a foot injury and his is obviously the biggest question mark and making all the news because obviously he's the quarterback and under Frank Reich in Philly, he was really good, but it's like, where do they go from here for them? Because the weird thing about his injury, he said it's, he could be out five to 12 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, that's a very big time frame. What is this, Dylan Cantrell? 
<laughs> like, so that's, he's kind of hurt or he's really hurt. That's a massive window, though, like for that's recovery. That's a massive window. That's literally massive. two month difference almost. Like, was it? Yeah, five to five to wait, five to 12, right? Five to yes. 12. Yeah, that's almost a two month difference in between. Like, he might be good this month or in two months from now. He, he's not ruled out for week one, but he also could be out for more than half the season. So yeah, I've never seen that before. all over again. And I've never like, seen it either. The, what the fuck is this? That's literally the best question for it. What the fuck is this? Because normally it's like what four to six weeks or, or it's r- very, roughly. Like, it, it's within a week or two. It's always within a week or two, not two months. Yeah, yeah. It's usually like two to four weeks, four to six. You know, not a giant five to twelve. No, no. Right? It's, it's not like they Who have knows? millions of dollars and billions of dollars each year put into PT and, the, and, and recovery. Like, I don't know what the deal is with the turf on their practice field or what it is, but, like, that's a big injury, especially to a roster that had Super Bowl hopes this year. There. Hopes to win, win their division. I guess early for your Jags, you kind of like it. Um, uh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it, it, it can still happen, guys, all right? Be hopeful. No, I really – I, I, I think it'll be enough. fun if it did because I win this bet. But I will not be surprised at all if the Colts actually run away with this. They don't one. have a very easy schedule to start. Titans so too, though. Go yeah. south quick for them. Like Titans. If they, Titans they go south pretty division, quick. Though. Like it could, it could unravel, and then by the time they do get Carson Wentz back, it's too late. Yeah. So it's kind of they're in a bad spot. Who, who was it? Uh, uh, the backup for for the Bears that was trying to get moved over or like hype them up overly well, this week. What was his name? Uh, they've been throwing Nick Foles' name. That's around, it. That's it. That's it. Nick Foles. But, I don't know if the – Can you do that? All I know, over right? Again. But I, Nightmares. Cold, you can't be looking at, like, names and feelings. you got to be looking at, okay, can this guy win me a couple games until we get him back? Like, yeah. Because if you don't keep your head above water, this season could be over quick for the Oh, remember why they traded for Wentz in the first place was because they thought they are just a quarterback away. They thought that that's probably the piece because they have a good defense, they they have a good offensive line, and they have some good weapons. So that's why they went and made the move for Carson Wentz. And then you have this injury, so now your quarterback's in question. Now you have your best lineman hurt, and you have your best defender hurt. And I mean, the fun part of the whole Carson Just tough. Like – now they're talking Philip Rivers comes out and he's like, Well, I hadn't ruled yeah. out. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah, Philip uh, Rivers. One more year. Like, Jimmy G's like, Well, they could trade for Jimmy G. And it's they're like that, that okay. Yeah, so we, what we, they what they that. what they need is 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 some Fitz magic somehow. Like somebody somebody that would fit that role. He's already a just star to, I know, I know, I know, but somebody that, that that is that type of quarterback that can fill in There's nobody for else five weeks. Magic. You yeah, know what I mean though. Somebody wants. that can fill in for five weeks. <laughs> And then it's going to fall flat, so that way Carson Wentz isn't threatened. I don't know what they do, to be honest. Well, they had the guy. They had Jacoby Brissett there. That would have been a perfect guy. But they don't have him anymore. But Where they're screwed is this whole fucking timeline of five to 12 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. If it's five weeks, you don't make a move. Even if it's seven weeks, you don't need to make a move. You You can float until then. If it starts to get towards double digits, you're screwed. Yeah. If you well, don't make a move. A little Jacob bit. Jacob Eason's not going to win you games. A little bit yes and no. So th- even Got if it. even if they struggle for the first half of the season, most of the conference games for them, I believe, are in the end of the season, right? Like right at the tail end. And the the AFC South is looking kind of weak. I mean, uh, <laughs> Jags and, and Houston Texans are going to be a little bit face roll. And then the Titans, it, it, it all depends on, on if their running game gets going or not. But like, there's still there, there's still a way for them to win that division, even with a negative record. They start with Seahawks, Rams, Titans. Oh, yeah. That's a zero and three with Jacob Eason. Yeah, Dolphins yeah. is a toss up game. Ravens is a loss. Yeah, we'll say they beat the Texans. Okay, so they're one and five. Then they have the 49ers and the Titans again. Well, there's two more losses. That's and then the, the Jets. They're two and seven by that point, halfway yeah. through the season. Maybe but they just, but they, but they, it's, it's what is it? It's like that whole thing of like being chased by a tiger. Like if me and you are being chased by a lion, like I don't have to be faster than the lion. I got to be just faster than you. I mean, so they like have, they don't have a bad back half of the schedule because they got the Jags twice, the Texans, the Raiders, but 
Their schedule is not easy. Actually, no, yeah. They're, 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 like I'm Jake looking at this now. That's going to be hard for them oh. to make it up at the end. Oh, yeah. yeah Buffalo, I, I think without Tampa the Bay. other... I think without the other injuries, it could have been salvageable. But if you're losing your your best lineman now, well, that you're going to have to run the ball a lot, and they have a good running back. Well, that's going to hurt the run game now if you're having to right. you know plug that spot up. Then your best defender is gone too. So right. it's not only just one hole that they've got to plug up. Now there's multiple ones, and that's not how you want to start a season. So there's just a lot of leaks, <laughs> and you know, getting Wentz back healthy is going to be able to stop yeah. it a little bit, but. If you don't have them back, it, it like doesn't said your season could be over real quick. Um, besides the Colts, I did want to touch on Arley's team because they have a Thanks. very awkward situation going on. That's uh, that's all we have. Because I know Sean Watson is still showing up to camp, but he's listed as the fourth. Oh, not the Jaguars. Oh, okay, no, no, no. <laughs> my actual <laughs> team. All right, hometown team. Uh, the Jaguars are my adopted team. They're, they're like that. They're like that kid that I put in the weird back. Sean room. Watson's still showing up because he doesn't want to get fined and lose money. No, but then they're also not going to put him on the field. Obviously, because because he keeps getting he more and more it. allegations popping up. Like he had tw- eleven so, more. Uh, I don't know. Are they just thoughts on that whole situation? They're 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 gonna they they have to they're they're stuck with handcuffs behind their back because like quite literally they have to wait until this plays out and nobody's gonna give him if it all goes away like let's say none of this actually happened and it's all a ruse and like all of this just goes under the rug and you trade him away for trinkets then you just really screwed yourself out of taking what is uh on a standalone we'll say top ten quarterback standalone yeah. oh, by himself he definitely is okay, yeah i i i i was being modest and like not saying top sure. five but like he could be top five but like standalone he's top five and so like with all of this if they get rid of him too early and he still has some of this stuff going on then you're not going to get back in return what you're giving away but then if you hold on to him and then it does become true then you're stuck anything. with him. like yeah that's my point so it's just kind of like they're in the biggest rock and a hard place with this guy and you, I, I hope none of it's true. Honestly, I really do for the women and for him and for the Texans. But like, that's the rock and a hard place that they're in right now. They can't trade him now because if it goes away, then they trade away the golden goose. And if they do it too late and it is true, then they're holding on to, to stock that has lost its value completely. Yeah. It's a, a awful, annoying place to be in. I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, that's all I have on the NFL front. I mean, yeah. Um, Cowboys don't have much going on. Texans are when, in weird when does, spots. Uh, when does Hard Knocks kick off? When, when does that start? The 10th. Uh, to, uh, August, August 10th? 10th. <gasps> yep. Oh, next I'm so week. excited August. for that next week. Yeah, we have six be, uh, days. What, Tuesday? Uh, six days. So, yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, that's exciting. All right, we're watching that. I'm watching that. I don't care. Yeah, um, that'll be like show homework. <laughs> I think it might be, yeah. We're definitely bringing that up for the NFL segment. Uh but all right, Aaron Rodgers came back. I don't know if we mentioned that last week. But no, yeah. no, that's been nowhere on the media. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't stand it. I can't yeah. stand it. I, I, he's such a freaking diva, and he's good. But it's just, good God, I can't stand him anymore. Like I, I'm over Aaron Rodgers in that in that aspect. Um, so that that that's gonna kind of wrap up the NFL discussion for now. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and hand this over to Brooks and talk a little NBA. So, a uh, bunch of trades just happened. Free agency. Brooks, fill us in on the NBA. Yes, the NBA is at it's one of uh, my favorite times of year where there's the NBA draft last week and NBA free agency opened up on Monday. So, of course, the NBA news has been flowing. I'll recap a little bit of the draft. There's really not a lot to talk about. Most of it kind of went as planned. I think Cade Cunningham, your number one overall pick to the Pistons. Houston Rockets go with Jalen Green, which is the right pick for the Rockets. I think I think I think y'all got a good one with him. A lot of people think that he could be better than Kate Cunningham. Um, and then Evan Mobley, third pick overall. And then it kind of got a little bumpy after that. Um, some some shockers. I think a lot of people had Jalen Suggs going four, but the Raptors instead pass on Jalen Suggs, so he falls to 
Orlando Magic at five. Other than that, you know, Mac McClung was the guy Texas Tech fans were watching. Of course, we didn't expect him to get drafted, and he did not, but he did end up signing a deal with the Lakers to uh, play on their summer league team. You could have caught him last night. He played a little bit, had six points, had a steal, nice little layup. So getting some time with the the Lakers summer league team. So we'll see what he does with that, if he makes a G League roster or anything like that. But the big news now is NBA free agency, where we have guys moving teams, guys signing big deals. So I kind of put these into tiers, going to go through some of them, not necessarily all of them, but the ones that I kind of make a, make, made a note of. There's various dudes out there that signed little deals with teams that aren't worth it, so I'm not going to go through those. <laughs> yeah. But we'll start off this one. This This tier is the big names in new places. So starting this off, we got Kyle Lowry. He was kind of the first news to break right as soon, uh, right as free agency began. Kyle Lowry sign and trade from Toronto to Miami. Uh, Toronto received Goran Dragic, uh, Precious Achua, and then I think some picks in return. So Miami really didn't end up having to give a whole lot up to get Kyle Lowry, but big pickup for the Heat. Finally got a really good point guard uh, that's going to mix well. Uh, and and it's just a dog like Jimmy Butler and, and Bam Adebayo and a lot and, of those dudes on that team. And they're key, they, that they have a Oladipo too. That's uh, if he's healthy. Uh, he's they re-signed him to a vet minimum deal. He's remember he got injured at the end of last year, yeah, so yeah. Th- th- I don't think there's a lot of expectations for him right. to come back anytime soon. But uh, if he does, yeah, that helps. They also got PJ Tucker. Um, so they made some moves here. They're, they're going to be pretty competitive next year. Another move, Lonzo ball. I don't know how y'all feel about the balls. A lot of people were annoyed with him, but I've really liked Lonzo once he's gotten away from his dad. He's been pretty good. Last year, he's gotten better every year. Last year, he actually shot the three ball pretty damn good, had career highs. His percentage is like in the 40, 40%, which if you get a 40% three point shooter, that's amazing. He, Went to the Chicago Bulls, so that a pretty nice little pickup for them. And to parlay onto that, they also went and got DeMar DeRozan. Uh, DeRozan goes from the Spurs to the Bulls. So the Bulls add some weapons to go with um, – why can't I think of his name right now? Zach Levine yeah. uh, and Nikola Vucevic. So the Bulls kind of loading up here to end up being like a five or six seed in, in the Eastern yeah. Conference. I was going to say, like, like, that, like he, he just going to be, what, three? There's going to be Net, Nets, Bucks, one, two. Yeah, Jillian was really pumped, and she's like, oh, the Bulls are contenders. I was like, ah, let's pump the brakes on contenders. Mm, like a, like yeah, they're, they're a playoff team. They've gotten, they've gotten better, and I think for them, and I was listening to a podcast, and they were just saying, you know, what they've done is they've just collected a lot of valuable assets. They have a lot of players that teams yeah. would want to trade for, and that's kind of where you're at. You're not going to make a run at the title with this team. So maybe you can use those to get a better piece to come to Chicago. It's still a market and a team that people love because of Michael Jordan and the allure of playing in that franchise. So they've collected a lot of assets. I do like that move for Lonzo. If you're the Pelicans, I kind of question what the fuck you're doing. (laughs) Uh, They haven't done anything for Zion. So that's kind of. Maybe maybe it's a proximity thing, and Lonzo just keeps getting better the further he wait, move, away he moves from California. I kind of heard they might kind of want Zion <laughs> to have the ball in his hands more. There was that too. There's a lot of talk just about putting like him at what? LeBron James kind of. Yeah, I've I've heard. Yeah, that. but and it's not. But Lonzo didn't necessarily need the ball in his hands. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a good playmaker with the ball, but he was catch and shoot pretty good last year. So you know he was. And from the what I've heard is Zion and Ingram both loved playing with, with Lonzo. So Lonzo really came out last year and yeah. even the year before in uh, New Orleans. Despite yeah. what people the people view have on him because of his father, like he's definitely like grown into a savvy NBA player and yeah. a, a good locker room guy. And you know sometimes a really good locker room guy is what you need. And the last big name. Uh, kind of, I guess, uh, Kimbo Walker. Today, the news broke that he is going to the New York Knicks yeah, on a deal. Yeah. So, a rough year for him last year. He had some injuries, but you know, prior to that, he was a really good player. So, can he find that in New York, uh, where he's from? And if anybody remembers that clutch shot he had in the Big East tournament 
against uh, Pittsburgh to win them that tournament, that oh. nasty step back that he had. I forgot Returning about that. to the Mecca. My only problem with that move. Mm. Not that he's just going to the Knicks and the Garden. That's great. He's, he's bought out. playing for Tom Thibodeau, and can Man. he not oh. get injured playing a gazillion minutes next year? Well, well, lucky for him, they got Derrick Rose uh, and R.J. Barrett and some young guys that they want to use, you know, to have the ball in their hands. So I don't think he's going to have – he's not going to be asked to play the whole entire game. He's got a lot of guys you who can spell him some minutes. That. <laughs> and, well, well, they've got a decent collection of talent this year. Yeah. Last year they were kind of relying on uh, like five, six dudes. I think now they've got to like – If that's the case, that's great. Dudes. But Tom Thibodeau has not ever gone away from that. But I, I do feel like this move gives them that, that better kind of – I guess more predictable shot at making the bottom end of the playoffs. Like they're not going to yeah. go compete for any high seed, but it, it makes them more pre- like, cause last year, let's be honest, complete fluke run. Like nobody saw that coming. If you put money on that, you literally live in the middle of New York city. Like that's it. And so like, this kind of gives them, a I don't even think bit. they would have put money on. That. No, but like that, you know, that one idiot that's like still sitting there in the Knicks jersey. like, this is our year. Like, no, no, no. But like this gives them, I think it, it's, it's not fantastic. We'll see how it works out. But I think it adds a little bit of predictability to them, which they weren't. And it gives them a, a good point guard. I don't really think they had like a clutch yeah, point guard like I that. De- Derrick Rose isn't really much of a point guard anymore. Not He's kind of nice. just a – yeah. So my next tier, that kind of does the big names. Next tier, impact role players that got some deals and moved around. So we're going to start off with a guy who I really liked rooting for, even though he, he was a former Aggie. Alex Caruso to the uh, Chicago yeah. Bulls as well. Another nice little pickup for the Bulls. I mean, yeah, just another thing that makes them a middle tier team in the East. But he's a good, solid defender and makes a lot of winning plays. So he's a a valuable guy, a valuable guy to have come off your bench. I think it's a big loss no. for the Lakers. I think so. Too. Yeah, Laker fans are pissed. I'm, I'm kind but of. But they upset. also couldn't pay him. So I well, get he that. wanted to take less. He wanted to take less to stay, but. You know, the Lakers didn't go less. And, and we'll get a little bit to – we'll get to the Lakers here in a bit. Um, <laughs> next next up, uh, kind of broke today. The news went out Monday, but it solidified today. Spencer Dinwiddie to the Wizards to go alongside Bradley Bill. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie's been a fun player, going to get you buckets or anything, but the Wizards are still just going to be the Wizards. They're kind of at the bottom tier. Uh, the NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks picked up Rodney Hood. Uh, a guy who can come off the bench and get you buckets. I think something that they kind of lacked in the postseason. They really had about six, seven guys that could come in. I think Rodney Hood gives them another one. Um, Evan Fournier, as we were talking to the Knicks, Evan Fournier signs a four-year deal to go to New York. Another guard that can go out and get you buckets. He's played. He always plays really good when he plays with the France team. And then he's like, everybody gets this big – Thought, oh, Evan Fournier, he's going to bring this to uh, the NBA, and then he always the falls back. the exact same thing. He got the Dude. Olympic bump of like, he like torches US in in that France US game, puts up like thirty points on us, and then gets a four year deal out of it. Like, God, he'd be like, God damn it, why do we sign him? <laughs> uh, but I mean, he's another guard that can play and spell minutes for somebody, and, and he'll occasionally go off for you know thirty points a game. Um, another role player who's Spent his whole career in San Antonio. Patty Mills signed a two-year deal to go to the Brooklyn Nets. That's a good pickup a, for the Nets. That is a, a really pickup solid pickup. Um, what was the how, What was the amount? Like, how, how much are they? I think it's like two years, seventeen mil. I can't remember the yeah. exact deal. Um, I think it's ten mil a year, something around that range, maybe. Uh, but he was rumored to the Lakers or the Nets. I was really hoping he went to the Lakers, but um, but the Nets locked him up and then a couple of laker pickups the one laker pickups that i liked and we'll get to the rest of them um <laughs> these, are the, these are the these are the these are the ones that i'm uh, okay with uh, malik monk <laughs> yes and yeah. uh kendrick nunn two two little spark plug dudes i think kendrick nunn can go create a shot get some buckets and malik monk really had a good year last year with the charlotte hornets and looking to turn that into a good uh good with the lakers guy can shoot and that's exactly what the lakers need so now we got the head scratchers it's not <laughs> all of them we're, we're not all we're of not the la- lakers yet <laughs> the lakers have a category of their own the oh, head scratchers. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait 
All right, all right. Let's hit it. Let's hit it. Let's hit this. The, the, the head scratchers. Uh, I only got two for this one. I got Zach Collins to the Spurs mainly because he got three years, twenty-two million, and the what? dude hasn't played in like two years. Yeah. Um, interesting deal. I'm not really sure what the Spurs are doing with that. I think you know a lot of the talk I've heard around this was why not give him a one-year prove-it deal first and yeah. instead of committing three years to him. Uh, he hasn't played in so long. He's been injury riddled his whole career. Uh, so I'm not really sure what the oh, Spurs are doing. And the other one, Andre Drummond to the Sixers. I just what the fuck. Uh, I just don't really like. Uh, you all know I've hated Andre Drummond, but I don't really understand putting him next to uh, Ben it's... Simmons and Joel Embiid. <laughs> yeah, because they haven't moved Ben Simmons yet, so that's still there. So like, I... okay. Yeah, I'm I don't not know. real sure what that is. And then him and Joel Embiid have a pretty storied history with each yeah. other. So interesting move there. All right. Favorite uh, segments. Favorite part. Let's right. go. Let's go. The Lakers retirement home. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Welcome. Let's go. Lakers. Trevor Ariza, 15 years in the league. He was a former Laker way back in the day when Kobe Bryant was winning championships. Trevor Ariza is a Laker again. Going into his 18th year. And it he's was, played for like 20 teams. I was going to say, we, we, we had him in Houston for a little bit. It was great. Houston, Miami, uh, Portland, Ooh. Los Angeles. I like it. He's played for all these teams. Um, and then we decided that we're going to go with a third time of Dwight Howard. We, we've had yes. him once. We've had twice. Let's have him for a third time. Of course, we did win a championship with him just recently. We decided we're going to go back to that well, bring Dwight Howard back. Uh, a guy I've never liked, Kent Bazemore, joins the <laughs> squad as well. Another old uh, guy. Really need a guy to keep that bench warm and occasionally come in and suck it <laughs> up for you. Uh, Wayne Ellington, a guy who's also been in the league for a long time, so much that I thought Wayne Ellington had retired. Jesus <laughs> oh. Christ! No, no, he was playing in a Detroit, which basically is retirement in a way, with how bad they've been. Uh, Wayne Ellington joins the squad. He can shoot the ball, so I guess not terrible. Um, a decent pickup, I guess. And then, Mello. Yep, that's it. Mello, Mello also it. joins the squad. You know, I Wait. love Mello, but he doesn't fit this. No, he doesn't fit this. Um, what I will say, he does. He does bring you. He'll bring you buckets off the bench, and I think, I think in Portland he was needed a little more than he should have been. Right, like Portland, we've talked a lot about their lack of depth and yeah. only having really kind of two guys. And so he was needed a lot more than he should have been. He's not going to be needed a whole lot here. He can come in get you buckets occasionally. He's not going to be a dude that's putting up crunch time minutes. I think, I hope, I don't know. Um, but the other move, and, and I should have talked about this with the draft, but we have to mention it. The Lakers traded for Russell Westbrook as yeah. well. So that's the, that's the big move that the Lakers made on draft night, right? Kind of on the first few picks that news broke, they traded Kyle Kuzma, KCP, Montrezl Harrell, and a pick to get Russell Westbrook, the NBA's all time worst three point shooter by volume and percent Lakers who already don't have shooting at another guy who can't shoot. And a guy who needs the ball, just like LeBron James. Uh, let's go ahead. While we're on the Lakers, I'll get y'all's opinions on this, and then I'll kind of give you mine. Dustin, what do you think about Russ joining the Los Angeles Lakers? They didn't need a guy like Russell Westbrook. I mean, only thing Russell Westbrook brings at this point in his career is that he still cares more than anybody else on the court and tries hard every possession, that kind of deal, but – is LeBron ever going to give him the ball in the fourth quarter? Probably not. <laughs> Cause he can't shoot. He makes dumb decisions. Like he hasn't changed his game ever. at all in that point, but also who the hell is going to play defense in the fourth quarter for the Lakers off that crew? No. Trevor Ariza. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he, no. Yeah. The, the entire roster will okay. catch them in about two seconds after they've already okay. hit the other side of the I court. I mean, Dwight Howard's probably the best pickup of all of those just because he still gives really good supporting minutes and he's showed that the last few years. Besides that, I'm not sure. I think they should have gotten a more Kyle Lowry, Chris Paul like point guard that can distribute and get some more guys, but. 
I don't know. I mean, they're still just going to rely on the health of Anthony Davis to get them as far as they can get. But they have the potential this year to be the oldest NBA team ever. All right. That's why it's called the Lakers retirement home. Harley, what do you think about? (laughs) Okay, so so here here is Westbrook. my my thinking on the Westbrook thing, and where, why they're doing this, and it is because if we look at the last two years for the starting two, for for the Lakers, AD and LeBron, at one point or another they both get in, they've both gotten injured to some degree, and so I feel like Westbrook is being brought in to fill in for that injury a little bit, like. He's a great one-two player. I will give him that. I don't think he'd be any good part of a like a, a big three, but like if he's like the one person off the ball, there's a shot that that could work out. Because again, AD has a good shot of getting injured, and LeBron now I, I think what two years in a row he's had some kind of injury, and so that's where I think this could work is if there's an injury. And I know it's dumb to play around that and spend that kind of money on an injury to get us. Uh, all-star, quote-unquote, we'll put it, uh, to, to fill in an injury spot. But I think that's the only part where that works. Otherwise, the 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 Dwight Howard thing, I'm okay with. Uh, consistent, can can block people out in the paint, get you some under, under, under the rim buckets, and everything else is just kind of like, hey, let's try and get all of our old friends some rings that haven't got one. I, I don't know. It's yeah, weird. um, so let me get my th- thoughts real quick as a yeah. resident LeBron Laker fan. So um I was really excited about the Buddy Hill news. The Buddy Hill news had broke kind of right about the same time the Russell Westbrook, like right before the Russell Westbrook news was starting to break. And I was pumped for Buddy Hill. Buddy Hill is exactly the kind of player that the Lakers need. A guy who can shoot, space the floor, catch and shoot. If you ever if you paid attention to LeBron's career, his best teams have been surrounded by shooters because you let LeBron create and you go kick it out. So I was excited about that. Then the Russell Westbrook news hit, and I was like, oh, shit, I do not like this move. No. Y'all know I've been very hard on Russell Westbrook on this podcast. Yeah, Never really liked him. The only year I liked him was when KD left the Thunder and he you know, stayed in that kind of loyalty thing. I was like kind of rooting for him a little bit that year. But even then, just a frustrating player. I've never really liked him, and now – He's alongside LeBron. And my first thought was like, man, this is going to clog up that lane. Like there's, you know, the everybody wants to say there's only one ball, but that is so key with this team. LeBron needs the ball to be good. Russ needs the ball to be good. How is that going to work? And I don't know. We'll have to see it. But here's the one positive I'll say, and we always talk about it with Russ, that dude gives 100% every time he's playing. And so if you do need to rest LeBron or AD or whatever, uh, or both of them at the same time, Russ can still go win you games on his own, like during the regular season. He's a yeah. good regular season player, and he'll be able to produce, put up numbers, get you wins on nights that you normally wouldn't if LeBron or AD weren't there because of his ability to take over a game. How he's going to work alongside LeBron and AD, I'm not sure. We'll let Vogel figure that out, but – that's the only positive I really have is like he's going to try hard and he's going to play hard and maybe he'll actually try to play off ball a little bit for once in his life, not try to take over games from the other two players who are better than you. We'll see. I, it remains to be seen. It'll be a fun regular season for them. I think playoffs is when it's really going to matter. And, and that's where he's been historically bad. You know, he never gets out of the first round basically. And, uh, or at at least since Kevin Durant left them. So I I just don't know. To kind of play off of your point a little bit there, uh, I think this might be the first time, though, that he's not expected to be the guy. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, he's not not expected to be. AD and LeBron have gotten far and done well without him. They don't need him. And the team, many players on it, have gone far and done well without him. They don't need him. I think this might be a little bit of a different kind of pressure for him to where he doesn't have to be the guy anymore. Yeah, and I think that's where your hope resides. Is maybe he can learns to take a back seat and kind of fill the spots when he needs to fill them. Yeah, and so that's where that's where I'll be okay with the pickup. Is like he'll be good in the regular season when it's a Tuesday night and you're playing against the Sacramento Kings late at night on a back to back. Russ will still be out there trying hard. Um, the last little bit of free agency we got to talk about. Uh, this is the running back category. 
Uh, we had CP3 remaining with the Suns, of course. Four-year deal for him. Mike Conley returns to the Jazz. Duncan Robinson secured a bag uh, <laughs> with the Heat, getting $90 million, uh, to stay. Tim Hardaway Jr., of course, back with the Mavs. The Mavs' idea of helping Luka Doncic is doing nothing. Um, Gary Trent Jr. stays with Toronto. Derrick Rose back to the Knicks. Bobby P. Bobby P. returns to the Milwaukee Bucks uh, for another year. Norman Powell remains with the Blazers. Blake Griffin takes the vet minimum to stay with the Nets for another year. And then uh, Star is getting their extensions, and this is kind of where we'll leave it. John Collins uh, cashed in today with the, the Atlanta Hawks. Trey Young, of course, cashed in a little over $200 million on his rookie extension to that. stay with the Hawks. Uh, Jimmy Butler cashed in as well, four years, $184 million extension with the Heat. Shea Gilgis-Alexander with the Oklahoma City Thunder signed the max as well. And then, you know, Lucas will be incoming here probably once the Olympics are over. They've said they're they're not going to do any discussions until after he is done competing uh, with that. So uh, that's kind of the breakdown of all the free agent moves. Arlie, you have a question. It was just uh, about about Dallas. Are they looking to make any kind of moves? Does, does anybody know anything? Because they're, they're a team that definitely needs something like – no, um, they, they re-signed Tim Hardaway, who was their number two scorer, and obviously Boban, who's yo, the best yeah. locker room guy in the league. But they're going to sit and wait for bigger fish, I think. They also signed Reggie Bullock from the Knicks. He's kind of a, a space-to-floor guy. He can shoot it pretty yeah. well, so Which, yeah, that's that good to have around. Okay. Yeah, I think they're going to wait for bigger names and bigger fish next year or year after. Okay. So yeah, that, that that's kind of all the free agency news as we're talking here on Wednesday night. Um, as, of course, if anything breaks big time over the next week, we'll be discussing that uh, next Wednesday at the tailgate. So, yeah. that And that wraps up our NBA discussion. And a, a lot going on with this free agency week. That was definitely some... It's always, it's always crazy in the NBA when free agency hits. Never stops. That was it's always that, shocking how when free agency begins right at six o'clock, there's already deals made. I know, right? That was that was <laughs> funny as hell with the Lakers Lakers retirement home thing though. All right, hats off to the to Brooks on the on the segment segment there. That was awesome. Uh, let's go let's go back to Dustin here. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little MLB now. Mm-hmm. We got some fun stuff here. Uh, big moves that happened there. Uh, this is our MLB discussion. That ball here, way back. He looks up. You can't put it on the ball. Yes. All right. Uh, Dustin, what's, what's happening in the MLB? What do we got going on over there? So trade deadline happened last weekend. So probably one of your favorite teams out there made moves to get or uh, get rid of everybody. Um, I know Brooks and his, was pumped that the Red Sox got a piece there. Didn't y'all? Y'all got Schwarber? We got Kyle Schwarber. We didn't really do anything other than getting him. Uh, kind of a disappointing trade deadline, I would say, for the Red Sox. Um, and and is, we've lost every game since the trade deadline. So. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> the big news really came out of Chicago. Uh, Jillian's going to hate this, and i got to bring all this up because we've already texted her about it. But oh, the yeah. Cubs traded every cornerstone piece Ever they've played. had in the last few years. <laughs> They traded Chris Bryant to the Giants. They traded Anthony Rizzo to the Yankees. Why? And then they traded Javi Baez to the Mets. And then those three guys in three consecutive days um, hit a home run for their new team in their very first game. Yep. So not to, like, crush Cubs fans, but, like, it sucked that they already had to get traded, but then they, like, wouldn't get out of the uh, spotlight of – Hey, Anthony Rizzo hit a home run his first game with the Yankees. And the next day, hey, Javi Baez hit a home run his first game with the Mets. And then the next day, hey, Chris Bryant hit a home run with the first game. Rizzo <laughs> getting moved was one of the saddest things because he's, he's been one of my favorite people to watch. Like, uh, like with, with on-the-field antics kind of goofing off and stuff. And so for yeah. like he already somehow looks soulless going to like he was, his, he was the heart and soul of the Cubs uh, through their turnaround and their championship. And same with Chris Bryant. Yeah. And I mean Javi Baez is really young for that, but he was supposed to be like the next dude also. Um 
I think they're just so many pieces away outside of those three that they had to cash in on these three to make moves for the future already while they can. Man, it's so sad seeing Rizzo in the Yankees. I hate it. As sure as it feels probably for you seeing Joey Gallo in the Yankees. But yeah, the Rangers also traded away almost everybody they could. They traded Joey Gallo to the Yankees, which that's been like multiple years now that Joey Gallo has been on the trade block for the Rangers. There's been rumors of that. And then they're like, no, we're going to keep moving on with them and finally cashed in on it. And they traded their best two pitchers as well. But the Rangers are at the bottom of the barrel in the MLB right now, um, really building up draft picks and moving forward. So you had to cash in on the guys you have to try to build from there. But yeah, I mean, Rizzo in a, gray Yankees uniform definitely looked weird when he hit that first home run. So uh it's it's disheartening. Know. Did the Astros make any moves early? Nothing I mean, big. Nothing big. They're still kind of continuing with the same roster. They, they didn't move any off or make any big additions. The Did Dodgers see made a move uh, for Scherzer and Trey Turner was also yeah. the other big news. So the Dodgers freaking pitching rotation is stupid good. Yeah. So they're well, heavy favorites to win the National League now. Well, did y'all see, uh, Arlie, did you see when y'all were playing the Mariners, y'all made a trade with the Mariners during this series? I saw this. No, I missed like that. Mar- it was like the Mariners closer y'all, y'all traded for, or one of their relief pitchers. No, no, no. And, and, then, uh, and then a guy who plays the field. Yes. And the, the guy who played the field for the Mariners comes over to the Astros in his first game against the Mariners, hits a home run. <laughs> Hold on. No, to add to your story, Brooks, the night before on the Mariners, he hits a home run, then gets traded to the Astros. Same stadium, same series, hits a home run for the other team. <laughs> no, that ever missed... been done ever no, in history? I don't know. No, that, is that stat of the week? It's never been done. Can we... Series, gets traded to the other <laughs> team, plays the next day, and hits a home run in back-to-back games. I think that might be stat of the week for you guys right there. I don't know if we had one planned for this week. brought that up, Brooks. But holy shit. I didn't didn't realize that. I I do know that the Mariners were pissed. Apparently, their locker room was really mad the night of that trade because the Mariners are still in the thick of the playoff hunt. Yeah. Yeah, So the fact that you're trading it to the Astros, the team you're playing, that was kind of weird. Mariners went sell mode when, yeah, they're still dealing with trying to get there. And, of course, locker room guys, they're trying to win. They're not there for the business side of it and just sucks. There was also, I heard today, somebody, a pitcher got traded for $1. Yeah. What? $1. That's that's I like. I didn't see who it was. I just heard it, like, kind of through passing. And I was like, wait, what? That's I'm, I'm going to find this. up for him. <laughs> That sucks. <laughs> like you, they just told you you're worth one dollar. Let's look. At His this. name's like Axman or something like that too. Yeah. Axford or something. Brian. Uh, John. John. John Axford gets traded to John the Brewers Axford. for one dollar. Oh one dollar. wow! That is that has got to be the most like demoralizing thing you've ever <laughs> felt in your life. Like yeah. well, there's. Like, 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 you could be like, like, what, what's the, what's the, the, the last pick of the NFL draft called, uh, Mister Irrelevant? Yeah. This is more embarrassing than Mister Irrelevant. This is, I think, that's more embarrassing than that. Oh, holy shit! That's so. There's Bobby Bonilla Day, and now there'll be John Axford Day. (laughs) John Axford Day. (laughs) Just the 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 end of the trades. Um, That's uh, that's MLB trade deadline. So hopefully your team made moves that helps you or helps you for the future. Oh, hold on. Something we didn't put in MLB huh. that I wanted to mention. The Mets really – they did not sign um, Kumar Kumar Rocker, their first draft pick, number 11 draft pick, the pitcher out of Vanderbilt. They had some physical um, questions about him, and I guess the negotiations just didn't advance. So they did not sign Kumar Rocker. Um, I don't know what his future looks like. Because he threw 180 pitches every game in the freaking. <sighs> yeah, they had questions about his MRI and his shoulder and his elbow. And I don't know. That was really all that they ever said about it. And so they didn't sign him. 
because of those questions um, or they didn't want to sign him for as much. Yeah. But now he's not going to play for anybody this year and he's eligible for the 2022 draft. Jesus. So, all right. The Rangers could, with like oh the number God. two or three pick, yeah. get Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter back yeah. on the same team yeah, and course. just leave this the league is, in strikeouts. And, like, and then this and is the their SEC. year. And then this is their year. That's it. <laughs> we already got Jack Leiter. We can That's just get Kumar Rocker again just, next year. Just go for it. We're, we're, we're talking MLB. Let's go for home run, home, home run moves, baby. Home run moves. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that wraps up. Our MLB discussion. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Olympics. And and I'm excited about this one. And mostly for, for one big story. And this is one that I kind of wanted to talk about with y'all. Which was the 400 men's hurdles. The 400 meters men's hurdles. So check this shit out, right? Um, so the record going into, into this last season has been upheld for about 20 years. And the record was 46 seconds. Point seventy two or forty six point seven two seconds that or seven three sorry forty forty six point seven three seconds was the record for the four hundred meters uh, men's hurdles right and at this year's world uh, at the, this year's Olympics third place ran a a, a forty six point seven two third place broke the world record first place yeah. beat it by her second place yeah. beat it by over fifty seconds. And first place ran a half 40... A second, half a second. Huh? Or half, half a second. Sorry, that's what I meant. Sorry, yeah. half a second. And then first place, uh, something Warholm from, from Norway runs a 45.94. Yeah. Literally the first person to ever break 46 seconds. So imagine being in third place, breaking the world record, and or like breaking the world record and being in third. Still getting a bronze. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, so, like <laughs> dude, so to tag along that... Yeah. Tuesday night in the women's 400 hurdles, mm-hmm. these two American girls are two badasses. Oh, yeah, they are. That in the last like 12 months have broken the world record three times. Yeah. And both of them break the world record again. Muhammad and, and McLaughlin. Yeah. And like so, yeah, imagine again, like you just said, getting second, breaking the world record. Right? <laughs> Your teammate gets first. Like, dude. Uh, they just ran the 200 finals. There's a few U.S. guys in there. I noticed last night or Tuesday night, Divine Oduduru, former Tech guy, he barely got left out of making this finals. Um, yeah. I always like watching this race because it's so damn fast. Um, Brooks, Canada and- gets first. U.S. gets second and third. I always love the track stuff, though. It's so fun to watch because it's actually like, I mean, besides the gymnastics that you don't know what's going on in Incredible – yeah, I mean, running, it's pretty so straightforward. Like, okay, I get it. I get it. They're running pretty straightforward. Really fast. Yeah, I don't know. I like this Olympics has been a little bit more difficult for me to get super into. Like right. I kind of mentioned last week, it's just like this 200 race. I already knew who got first, second, and third on it because I saw it this yeah. morning. Oh yeah. Right. And yeah, so yeah. like, okay, uh, and, and all of that just made it kind of hard for me to really oh. care a lot. There's a lot of the random things in the day that you don't see the tweets on. Like, I think yeah. yesterday I, I texted you, I was watching rock climbing. Yeah, well, yeah I just dude, saw some highlights. Oh, bizarre. Yeah. Bizarre. I have no idea what's going on. Uh, there's like a whole part where they have two minutes to just kind of try to hit these wow. points on this wall. And they're just sitting there, yeah. no no rope or anything. And they try to get to whatever point it is and then hold on to it for a little bit. And then you get reward. I don't, I don't know. It was confusing yeah. as hell. But uh, yeah, it's just it's it's been a big pain. It's, like it's like getting hard getting ESPN highlights or updates about who won blah yeah. blah blah, and then it's like yeah, that's oh cool. that happened at four o'clock this morning. Great, uh, I guess yeah, we like, don't get to watch that replay. The gymnastics and stuff. It's like okay, Suni Lee won the all around gold, and you know it as soon as you woke up in the morning and got on like social media. Yeah. It's like well, how am I supposed to watch the prime time and see her do that when I already know? Like yeah. what the? Right. I don't like. I'm not somebody who's just going to tune in and watch something where I know the results uh, yeah. of it. it. It ruins that for me. So uh, that's kind of where I've had the difficulty with the Olympics. Like I'll still turn it on and I'll still watch the races and stuff like that. I'm just not as psyched about it. Cause I already know who won. Right. I'm with so, you with, uh, with Roger here saying R- Ruth Urso and Rosemary Chukwama both got screwed by their home countries with the COVID testing. And we're told they could not compete 
two days before track started. Uh, so so they girls. so they let them they let them go all the way to the Olympics, be in be in Athlete Village for two weeks, and then two days before track started, they got pulled. That's ass. Yeah, I've heard some. Ass. I've heard some shady stories about what like the IOC and stuff like that, but. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm still paying attention. Of course, there's still basketball and stuff like this going on. Of course, those games happen at like midnight, but you know, we'll still yeah watch and and yeah, kind of basketball though. Yeah, look out because we got oh, U.S. Yeah. playing Australia, Nine. and then you also have Luca and Slovenia playing on the other side, trying to make their first. Obviously, either gold medal game or any medal game, to be honest. So, so yeah. see how far Luca can take Slovenia. That'd be cool if we get a U.S. versus Slovenia finals. I'd like that. I love it. That'll be a, that'll be highly watched. Of course, yeah. it'll be at like 1 a.m. But hey, uh, <laughs> might have to I, might, I might watch that one. Do y'all do y'all have any any feelings about about the U.S. getting knocked out of the gold medal match for the women's? Because we... our soccer team was good. I know, and we we lost and they to talk we, all kinds of shit, and then they don't all the time, and they did, and they lose to Canada. They lost to Canada. They they lost for some reason to 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 Canada of all people. Like they were being polite with every slide tackle, apologizing. It was weird. It was very weird. Twenty, we we were like twenty and zero against Canada. I guess yeah. the only bright side of it is uh, Texas Tech has a uh you know True. a player on Canada that's in in the gold medal match, Janine Becky. So we'll get her oh, shout cool. out there. I'll take that. All right. Light side of that. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of mixed emotions about this U.S. women's soccer team. You see a lot of people it's, like upset, and then you see a lot of people kind of rejoicing in their defeat. It, um, it's it's a mixed bag because you always want to pull for the U.S., but this women's soccer team in particular has spent too much time in politics. And, again, that's fine. Move the needle forward for yourself, but it's coming at the expense of your fanhood sometimes. And so I'm like, it's a bit, I, I understand both sides of the discussion. Like, I really do. Like, it's frustrating. You want them to, like, just play the sports, but you also want them to fight for what they believe is right. And so it's, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm all good with anybody fighting for, like, yeah. their rights. And I do get some of the argument. They have been, you know, dominant in the sport uh, for a long time. Um, so I do get some of the arguments I see. I can see it from both sides. You know, yeah. I, I tune in to watch them play the World Cup. That's oh, yeah. usually about that's usually about as much as I watch of it. But that, that's about what I do with the men's anyway. So it's just, <laughs> your soccer uh, involvement stays the same. There's no change. My soccer involvement um, comes like every from, two years. <laughs> from, a, from a soccer fan's perspective, I get where they're coming from. They're, they're the number one team in the year in, in the world every single year, year in, year out. And they happen to get a third place here. And so everybody's like, oh, and then you wanted to be paid more. They, they, I understand them wanting to be paid more, but the, the, I think the end result from FIFA, and this is just factual, not, not opinion, uh, is that they, they want to be paid the same as the men, but they don't generate the same revenue as the men. Yeah. And so the U.S. Soccer uh, uh, Association can't validate and this is again fact this is not like my personal take no yeah. uh, they're, they're again in my in my opinion the best in the world and they deserve to be somewhat compensated to that degree but they're not bringing in the revenue to be compensated being paid the same as the men and so it's yeah. like go ahead go ahead no it's a, it's a simple i think it's a real simple argument and one that people don't really pay attention to Media rights control all of sports. Absolutely. Just look at freaking Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. That's ESPN. That's yep. that's the money there. And, and, so, and the viewership, the games and stuff like that, all the media rights, what it costs to do this, that controls everything. Yep. Um, and and I, I just don't think enough people realize like the control that the media has on these sports and why the discrepancy in these sports is like that. Why, if you try to compare the WNBA to the NBA, it's not even a comparison because of the media rights yeah, they, and because of those things. It's well, they, they just don't generate the same revenue. And, yeah. and again, it's unfortunate for the women's U S team, yeah. because again, they are the best at the world at what they do. And it is very highly watched. Everybody that doesn't watch soccer oh, yeah. watches the women's U S team. And there's a ton of revenue from like the finals and the semifinals and, and then a couple matches on before that in any tournament that they're in. It's just the fact that they just, women's soccer is not at that point yet where it does bring in an equal revenue. And that's, again, yeah. 
it, 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 it is not a, a opinion in that case. That is just kind of stating a fact. And yeah. unfortunately, again, I would love to see them get paid more. I would. I'd love to see women's sports get, get, get some more respect. They're growing. Some more viewers. They're growing. Yeah. I mean, you watch the, the WNBA's growth has, has grown exponentially over the last couple of years. And yeah. so, like, with that, you know, when you get up to these negotiating with the league – these yeah. are the times where you get a little more money back. Yeah. WNBA doesn't get any money back on these deals. No. The NBA and their players are 50% partners. Yeah. So that's why you see all these crazy contracts in the NBA because they're making a lot of money off of these TV rights. They're a well, part of that. They should Women's, be. you know, sometimes. And so some of those negotiating terms, like, yeah, I feel for them. And I, you would hope that their leagues next time they go into these meetings, hear them out and make them a little bit, more of an owner in the league that they're playing for because they are a big part of it. You know, they are the main, they're the main part of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of going to kind of wrap up uh, Olympic discussion for us. Um, uh, anybody else have any kind of chime in they want to kind of bring up here? I mean, it's been some good talks here, but Olympics is always fun to watch. I think Brooks kind of nailed it a little bit on the head there with just, uh, this Olympics being uh, the time zone difference being, in a constant state of spoilers, like literally day in and day out. And it's kind of, you want to watch it, you want to fall for it, but it's like, you already know what happens if you just Google a person's name that you don't recognize. And it's, 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 yeah, it's null. But, um, I think that is going to wrap up the, uh, the, uh, news portion of the show for us. We're going to go ahead and jump into shot bets. What what are you watching that you have this cringe face going on right now? A girl in the diving just okay. like was that close to hitting her head. On I, the board. I was oh. watching that too. Okay, okay. Oh no. Oh. Okay. Let, let, hold on. When they go over, hit the yeah. board. Like, that's were, oh, I thought she almost nailed when it. They're doing the saying. facing backwards jumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their ponytails hit the water as they go by. Ugh. Okay, wait. No, oh, no. It's the, it's the next girl. All right, I'll catch this in a second. Okay, uh, so first shot bet. <laughs> I thought I was about to watch somebody die. I was yeah. like, oh, my God. What happened Ooh. to your neck? All right. Anyways. No, she's good. All right, so it's the next girl. I, I, I rewound it, but it, it's a long recording. Uh, so shot bets for this week. First shot bet of this last week was Dahlhauser and Lucena versus Qatar. Unfortunately, the U.S. lost to Qatar this week. And uh, was that? That was beach volleyball, right? Yeah. So uh, a little bit unfair. Qatar has more saying than we do. Uh, anyways, no, <laughs> that was bad. I didn't realize they were like they're the number third team in the world. I didn't I, realize that. I didn't realize I did that either. Pick. But it's good. Oh, it, well. it, was, it was all right. Uh, always, always gonna pull for the U.S. Uh, all of us take the loss on that one. All of us owe a shot. Uh, you know what? I, I'm on shot number three now. So we're we're kind of catching up a little bit today. Yeah, I, t- I took my shot a little bit earlier for that one, and then I did a shot last night on my little Instagram video, so I think mm-hmm. I'm all Nailed it. paid off. I'm, a, I'm down to one. I'm down to one shot. So um, our second shot bet for this week was the USA versus Spain in basketball. The USA beats Spain to move on to the semifinals and give us the hopes of facing Luka in the Olympics. It's going to be a ton of fun to watch that. But all of us ended up picking US on this one. And all of us take the W. So, again, guys, if you ended up picking either U.S. For, for men's beach volleyball or if you ended up picking Spain for basketball, go ahead and send us a video. Send us a picture. Send us an image of you taking your shot. We want to see those. And, again, this is just to have some fun with you guys. Uh, so, for this week, uh, the upcoming shot bets that we have, we have men's basketball Olympic final. That's going to be this Friday night. So, be on the lookout for that. On our social media pages, make sure you're following on Instagram and Twitter to be notified as to where or what the bet will or when the bet will be posted. That way, you can get your vet, uh, your bet in that way. The second one, uh, we have a couple of things we're going to be looking at, but just be on the lookout for social media. It might be women's uh, volleyball, beach volleyball, uh, a couple of other things. We're going to try and keep it kind of a Olympic centric. Uh, so definitely going to kind of. Keep an eye out on that over the weekend. So be on the lookout again on social media, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll be able to get your vote in that way. As far as the shot bet totals, I'm down to one. Brooks is down to zero. Uh, Dustin is sitting at a, a a good old five fingers to the face. Uh, 
It's a, it, it's going to slap him pretty hard one day. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, again, anybody wanting to pay off any shot bets, go ahead and do so at this time or send us a video picture. Or if you just want to tweet about, I just took my tailgate talks, shot bet, shot bet, pay Damn. off. Let's do that. Whatever. Literally, you can tweet it and lie to us. We won't know Pretty the simple. difference. It's okay. Uh, so final shots for the week. We're going to go ahead and round out the episode here with that. Dustin, what is your final shot, final take, final uh, mention for this week's episode? Yeah, so the college NIL is starting to have a bigger effect outside of college now. The South Lake Carroll quarterback, who is the number one recruit for next year, he's a senior this. at South Lake Carroll, has decided to skip high school and just go ahead and enroll at Ohio State so he can get there early, start making maybe some side money, whatever it may be. But this is like the first of like an extra domino. I don't think people started to expect from the yeah. college NIL rules. Yeah. Um, and it's also funny that he was like a year ago committed to Texas and then decommitted and is going to Ohio State. So I'm okay with it. Extra jab at Texas there. I'm okay with it always. All right. Good final take, though. Yeah, I did hear about that. And honestly, that is going to be kind of one downside to this is money does make the world go round. Don't and, blame uh, him, though. No, I don't. I don't yeah. I don't blame him for getting paid, but it's just uh, it, it's kind of, I don't know. It, it, it's good that he's getting his money. Either way, he, he's getting paid, and, and the college players have gone long enough and made these universities enough money. It's, it's good that they're going to be making theirs in return now. Now we got to pay high school players. Right. <laughs> joking. Joke. Fucking hell. And they haven't even played a college down yet. Anyways. All right, Brooks, final shot for the week. What do you got for the people? Yeah. So I'm going to a documentary that's coming out next week, August 10th. It's not hard knocks, but Netflix is releasing a documentary on the malice at the palace. baby. Oh yeah. I cannot wait for this documentary. I don't know if y'all saw the preview there at the full like minute length preview dropped today on, uh, on the Twitter. I saw it when I was scrolling through there and Oh my gosh, it looks amazing. It's called untold stories. Malice at the palace. They've got Ron Artest, Steven Jackson, Jermaine O'Neal, Reggie Miller, like all sorts of players who were involved. Ben Wallace, they say they've got never before seen footage. Sign me up for that. I don't know what y'all's memory of Mouse okay. at the Palace is, but I mean, I remember like my dad pulling me in, watched the TV. We sat yeah. there for like an hour and watched the breakdown and the coverage of it. Uh, it was absolutely crazy. And so I cannot wait for this documentary. I think we should do a little, you know, we have a little two shows to watch next week with hard knocks. And then I think we should watch this because it's going to be very entertaining. I hope they get some good stuff out of it. I hope we find some new things and kind of relive that time, even though it wasn't the best for the NBA is still a, something you're probably never going to see again. <laughs> well, maybe not. I don't know. We've seen the fan stuff. Oh, it's good. No, it's good. I, I do remember that, that very well, actually. Um, but good final take. Definitely going to be checking that out on Netflix. Uh, after I watch Hard Knocks, I, I got my priorities in line. Definitely going to be watching that because uh, the, the Dallas Cowboys will forever remain my favorite show on television. Not for their football gameplay, but for their uh, for their entertainment value. You got to give it to them. They're, they're, they're one of the best at that and, and the best at raising hopes. And so definitely want to watch that coming up. Uh, so for me, final shot for the week is going to be the United States beating Mexico and yeah. uh, anytime Ooh, we can, we can beat them. I, I want to say it, it's phenomenal. I, I do. Hold on. Let's mute that real quick while we get to the video clip itself, but it's always, it's, it's always, it's, it's an extremely hard fart battle. Every single time these guys go up against each other because of how long that rivalry has been going on. I'm talking this rivalry in between Mexico and the United States. I, I think it's going on 70 years, roughly. 70 years, and these two have played each other two, three times a year, and every single time, especially in Mexico, is is one of the hardest places to win. And uh, that's not where this final was, uh, but but Azteca is, is one of the most like re re renownedly hard places to play. Uh, so you United States, Gold Cup final, they, they fought really hard to get here. They're in extra time. So this is, they've played the full 90 minutes, and they've played the first half of, of, of overtime or extra time. And they're in the second half of it. There's three minutes left on the clock. And 
there's a little cross here and we end up getting a little header into the back and then into the back of the net for the W and we end up taking home the gold cup uh, championship, the gold cup trophy beating Mexico, uh, a big, big win for the United States. And this was a big win, not only for, for the U S but also, uh, this wasn't our, 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 our number one ACE roster possible. We were still missed in like Christian Pulisic and, and a couple other names that, that are big for the United States. So this is a big step forward for like our overall roster for the United States to be able to kind of defeat Mexico's number one team. So big win from that. Let's go. Hell yes. Yeah. Love it. All right. So we are a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, past time on this one, guys, uh, but it's fine. We've definitely had a great discussion today. Um, but for all those listening at home that are still here, still tuned in, appreciate you hanging out with us. Make sure. If you're not already, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and iTunes. And if it is on iTunes, drop that five-star rating. Drop a review below. Make sure it's a nice one. And uh, if, you, if you haven't already, make sure you follow us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. We are also on Instagram and Facebook. Personal accounts, Dustin Wimmer. Find him at Dustin Wimmer 22 Brooks, you can find him at Calvin B. Barrett. Me, you can find me at Blanco where the L is a one. And uh, if you haven't already, hit up the uh, hit up the YouTube channel. Subscribe to that. Hit the bell notification to be notified anytime a new video goes live. Lastly, if you need any sort of thoughts, questions, or get to get a hold of us for any reason, tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. I think that's going to wrap up the episode. Anything, anything from anybody else? We're looking good. Catch y'all at the next tailgate. Peace.